Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. When we sin... We are to confess it. We have a promise that God will forgive us. He'll remove it. How far does God remove our sin? As far as uh, Psalm 103, as far as the east is from the west, how far is it? That's infinite. So that means our loving Heavenly Father removes out of our lives those sins. I'll never meet those sins again. Man, I'm glad for that and some of the things in my life. Are you? I'll never meet them again. I can be clean. I can be pure. He puts them out of his sight. Pastor Mark will address a very serious topic in today's message. Sometimes it's just a look at an inappropriate ad on a website. That's bait on the hook. Then we click on it and it reels the viewer in to get a better look. It may seem innocent to begin with, but it's not. It pulls the viewer deeper and deeper until the viewer is entangled in a deadly web of deceit. This is his only goal, to kill, steal, and destroy what God has purposed for good and beauty. Listen at the end of the message. We'll have more information about the video that Pastor Mark talks about today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, with our continuing study entitled, How to Keep Following Jesus on the Road of Life. Paul writes to the church, and he says, I don't want you to be unaware of some things. You're clueless, so don't be clueless. I want to say to you this morning kindly, Most of the church is clueless of how Satan operates. So that's why Paul wrote it. So watch what he says. You're right in the right passage. 1 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. In order that Satan might not outwit us. The New Living Translation says, so that Satan will not outsmart us. So I have to know how he operates. Why? So, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Or may, may I say it like this? If I know how Satan operates, he can't outsmart me. So I want to be familiar with his schemes. If I can know how Satan operates, then I, I, I will not be outwitted. I, I will not be outsmarted. I can know that truth and it will change my life. Now, understand his main way of operating. His main scheme is to tempt us to sin. Now, just look at me. You have to understand this. Temptation is not a sin. We're all tempted. We're all tempted in a million ways. Jesus was tempted, but he never sinned. We already saw that the first verse we read. He had no sin. So being tempted isn't a sin. And next week, I'm going to talk about how you can put some fences around you in areas so you don't keep it. Well, Pastor Mark, where does the sin come? When I'm tempted, it's not a sin, but if I give in to the temptation, that's the sin. 
So we'll learn more next week how not to give in. All of us are all tempted all the time in our lives. Now, what are those schemes look like? I want you to write them down. These aren't all of them, obviously, but they give us a little idea how he works. Temptation is his big one. Tempt into sin. And by the way, when he tempts us, he never shows the outcome of it. Just always looks good. That's the deception part that the second. So temptation, deception, lying. John 8 says that the natural language of Satan is to lie. He's the father. He's the father of lies. He cannot tell the truth. Now think about that. He cannot tell the truth. Division. God loves to unite. Satan loves to divide. Unforgiveness, one of the greatest ways he keeps people defeated. With depression, discouragement, anger, bitterness, is unforgiveness. Oh, you don't want to forgive that person? Man, they hurt you. Don't you dare forgive them. Huge. And last, condemnation. We sin. Yeah, but you said, Pastor Mark, that if I sin, and I'm sorry about it, I'm to ask forgiveness and God forgives me. Yeah. Then the Satan comes right and goes, I think you asked that twice this week. God didn't forgive you. He won't forgive you that again. And that is a, from what? From Satan. That's a lie. But we like, we believe it. I feel condemned. Oh, I know I shouldn't have, man. That's wrong. No, no. That's from Satan. In fact, Paul has to write in Romans, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. See, you can't be free and live in condemnation. You can't be free and live in unforgiveness. You just can't be. So the more we understand these tactics of Satan, the better equipped we are to ward off those attacks and temptation. And I'm going to talk to you this morning about two areas that we're a little unfamiliar with, one of them very much so. A couple of weeks ago, I was at the Calvary Chapel Seniors Pastors Conference out in California. I had about 1,400 guys. And two sessions were headed by Josh McDowell. He's been around for like 40, 50 years. I think he's written 138 books. Evidence demands a verdict, new evidence. And just amazing guy. Works with Campus Crusade, part of that, and all the way. And much on college campuses. He's just brilliant. And so he came and he just unloaded on us. And he just said this, because he's at the college campus level. He says, I see a perfect storm coming in our world. And he gave us, he gave us the two parts of the storm. And I want you to write them down today, and then I'm going to just talk about them a little bit, and then we're going to uh, kind of unpack this. Here, here's what he said. There's a current spiritual storm coming. Number one, it has to do with the Bible and with truth. And number two, it has to do with the Internet. Now, the Bible and truth, he said this. As he's in the campuses, because of evolution and all this garbage that's been coming out, there's a denial of a personal creator God. God didn't happen. There's a big bang. There is no God. And because God never created anybody, then I don't have a creator. So I can do whatever I want because there's no law. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And that's the new logic. The new logic is simply the denial of absolute truth. There is no absolute truth. You know, when somebody says it to you, somebody last night said this, you should say to them, is that really true? There, there is no absolute truth. And here's what, here's the new generation. Some of you that are 30 and above, you didn't get this. We just said, if truth is like that, then it's truth. I'll talk to more about that next week. No, the younger generation from our 20s, mid-20s, all the way down to our kids, here's what they say. 
What's true for me is my truth. What's true for you is your truth. doesn't matter. You can have your truth. I don't have to agree with your truth. In fact, I don't agree with your truth. My truth is my truth. You say, well, that's not a big deal. What? It's a huge deal. There's no absolute truth. What did Jesus say? I'm the way. I'm the truth. The Bible is all true. But they don't believe that. And they don't believe in the Bible. So we got a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about next week as we do that. You say, well, is that really, like, important? It's usually important. How can you teach somebody that says, my truth is my truth? All truth leads to wherever. It's equal. It doesn't matter. Now, second, the Internet. He addressed three problems on the Internet. Intellectual, moral, and relational. Think with Facebook and all that. Instead of getting with a person, I'm not against Facebook, it's fine. I mean, I don't respond to Facebook, but I put lots of messages on it, stuff like that. I I just can't respond publicly. But when we're talking about relational, how is relational supposed to be? It shouldn't just be on Facebook. You need to, like, touch somebody, have dinner with somebody. You understand what I'm saying? And now it's kind of informal. So it's huge here. How many marriages have been destroyed by that? Second, intellectual. You're going to see in a moment some interesting statistics about the Internet. You know this. When the Internet came, it was wonderful. It's still wonderful. It's a great way to, to worship God and to learn. But if you, if, you don't, if you have a question, one of the first things you, all of us will say today is this. Well, Google it. Am I right? Just Google it. Now, I had somebody write not long ago, and they said this. Pastor Mark... I heard you mention, and the Bible mentions hell. But when I Googled hell, I got all these websites that says, that's foolishness, there is no such hell. And there are like millions of them. Who's active? Satan. So, and her question was, I'm confused. No kidding. So the good and the bad, right? Josh McDowell said something that I, I probably will never forget. He said this, no four or five-year-old in the world is looking for pornography. But pornography is looking for our four and five-year-olds. Now, I want to share with you next week something I didn't know either. The sequence, the addiction of pornography, and where it leads to. And you'll be shocked. Because unlike a, a drug addiction... More does not solve pornography. I'll give you a clue. Different solves pornography. But you saw from Josh the statement at the end, is there hope? Is there hope? Absolutely there's hope. That's why we, I felt purposely to bring this to you. Now, remember what we define hope as? Here it is. To look forward with confidence and expectation. Is there really hope at defeating Satan because we know who's behind this? Of course, Satan. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Let's stop and think about those true truths that we already learned today. Number one, Jesus came to remove our sins. When we sin, we are to confess it. We have a promise that God will forgive us. He'll remove it. How far does God remove our sin? As far as uh, Psalm 103, as far as the east is from the west, how far is it? That's infinite. So that means our loving Heavenly Father removes out of our lives those sins. I'll never meet those sins again. 
Man, I'm glad for that and some of the things in my life. Are you? I'll never meet them again. I can be clean. I can be pure. He puts them out of his sight. And the second thing we learn today, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, to rob sin of its power. Now, he's, he's a defeated enemy, but he's still here. He's, you and I are no match for him, but he is no match for God. And I want you to say this, that we can be in victory. We can be in victory because of the freedom and the help that God gives us. I want you to turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. When we talk about this, and it's, it's really in our face, and it's, it's discouraging in many ways, there is hope. If there wasn't hope with God, we might as well just close church down and go out. When, you know, we're all just, there's no hope. We're just going to forget it. Our marriage is going to dissolve. Everything's going to be gone. No, there is hope. There is hope. Now, look at verse John 4, 4. You, dear children, are from God. He's speaking to us. And you've overcome them. In this particular case, in the context, you overcome the, the false teachers. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one Who's in the world? As you and I watch evil and wickedness get worse and worse, we can become fearful. We can lose hope. Yes, Satan and his demons are strong. Stronger than I am. But here's the good news. The truth you need to know, would you write it down on all of our campuses today? No. We can live in freedom. Hallelujah. Because God is infinitely greater than Satan. And he's not only greater, he lives inside of us. This is our assurance, and this is our hope. We are not hopeless this morning. Since we are God's children, we can live in freedom and victory. God's power can defeat any temptation that Satan brings to us. Now understand, we can be free from depression and discouragement and guilt and condemnation and bondage and drugs and alcohol and unforgiveness and anger and pornography and any stronghold that he gives to us. So I'm going to get ready for some good news after all that stuff. I want you to put a smile on your face, and I want you to turn to your neighbor to all of our campuses, and I want you to just say this, and believe it. God is greater. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you actually believe that? Do you actually believe that? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you saw why this is an issue, specifically. The foundation of the world is the family. When God created the world, he created a man and a woman. He joined them together, and so we have that triangle. A man that loves God, a woman that loves God, and there's God. And then he said to them, populate the earth. From that union come children. Now, I want to ask you a very important question this morning. Who was to train those children how to do life? Who? Now, remember, just stop. No school, no government, no church. Fathers, moms, you're it. That's who's to raise the children and teach them about God. Now, when you begin to think about what did you see here? Infidelity, marital infidelity, by porn increased how many percent? 300%. Here's the next one. Remember you saw it? 56% 56 of all divorces, because one spouse 
is obsessive on the internet. 56%. Now, I'd like to say to you this morning, well, that doesn't apply to the church. No, it's right in the middle of us. We deal with this all the time. Even on the young levels, I'm sorry to say. Now, why is it so prevalent? Because all of our kids, where's Satan after? He's after destroying all the home from where? Not only from the top, but where? From the bottom. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm a really good, I'm going to put my kids in a little place here and we kind of just protect them. We shield them from everything. That's great. You can't shield them from everything. The minute they walk out the door, you say, well, we don't even give them a cell phone. Don't blame it on the cell phone. We'll show you some solutions. When they walk out the door, their friend has a cell phone. When they walk into the library, there's an internet in the library. You have to train them at the age that's appropriate. Begin to understand. You say, Pastor Mark, this shouldn't be talked about in the church. There's no better place to talk about it. This is the place. See, if we don't know the truth and what you just saw, most of us never realized. Oh, we knew it, but we didn't know it was that bad. So this is a place that we have hope. Now, I'm going to show you this statement, and it's huge. A problem, watch it, it's coming. A problem well-defined is half-solved. We've defined the problem, but we have to solve it. We have to solve it. And I'm going to do most of that next week. All of us can now be aware how to save marriages, how we can protect the lives of our children, grandchildren, and the destiny that they're going to eventually come to. Now, again, the other side is called fight the new drug. It's jam-packed with stats and information. It's amazing how addictive this is. It's called the new drug. Now, it's great. It's filled with stats. It's filled with all kinds of stuff, but it's not biblical-based. It's not unbiblical. There's just nothing to God so they can get out to the teenagers. So you can't get anything spiritual from it, but you can learn some things that will help you. Understand? Now, let's seek right on down the bottom. Internet security. So here's some uh, blockers that you, and, and Josh has many more on his site. So you can pick a blocker, not just for your internet, but for your smartphone, for your tablet, for all of those things. Find one, get them put on. Many of them are free. Some cost more, it doesn't matter. Find you some, do that. You see, one way to get away from the temptation, it's not going to be perfect, but one way to get out from it is to block it from coming to you. So use common sense as you go. Now, I want you to look at me just for a moment, and then we're going to do three or four things. I want you to understand, in all of our campuses right now, those of you watching, you're not alone in this. You have shepherds, and you have elders that care for you. And we have the great shepherd this morning. If there's any time, as this world gets worse, if there's any time we need to be together as a family, this is the time. Quit trying to do life alone. He always takes you from the back. If you're just hanging around at the back, he'll just sneak you away and destroy you. Well, I don't have time for a group. You don't have time not to be in a group. We're here for you. We'll care for you. Email us. If you got issues or whatever, just email us. We'll get you into counseling. We'll help you. By the way, the great counselor is Jesus Christ in his word. So you are not alone. That's why we're here. But we're just human shepherds. You saw the stat for pastors. We're just like you. But we're here for you. You need to know that. This is not a business for us. This is a calling from God. And we're far from perfect, but we're here for you. That's why I wanted to show it to you today. Now, I want you to see how great your God is. 
Did I have to pull a passage out of Scripture somewhere to lead into this video today? No, I did not. I taught where we left off last week, didn't I? Did I talk? Destroy the works? Well, amazing that God gave me the video two weeks ago to do this. God must have some kind of great timing. It's not my timing. Do you see how much your Heavenly Father loves you? To being at the right time. Do you know, outside this building, the majority of the world doesn't know this. We know it. But see, it's only half the problem. Truth has to be applied. And that's what we're going to spend time on next week. All right? All right? Now, by the way, tell your friends, get on Facebook, have them watch the service, have them go to the website, whatever. Let's get viral with this. Let's use the internet for God. Get it out there. Twiddle whatever you want to do with it all. Tweet, tweet, tweet till you can't hear any more birds. Whatever. Just keep tweeting. All right? Now, here's three things that we're going to do. I don't want anybody leaving any campus. Number one, in a moment, I'm going to give you a chance to accept Christ. Okay? We're going to do that all the campuses. Number two, after they're finished, we're all going to stand, and I'm going to pray a prayer over all of us. And we're going to ask God to clean our heart up. It's a good thing, isn't it? And number three, we're going to sing a closing song where you can worship the one true God. Tired of talking about Satan. We're going to worship God. Amen? Don't leave. I ended early for a reason. Some of you here, John talked about in this passage, John talked about this, my children, you're not a child of God. You've never really personally accepted Jesus Christ. You might have been religious all your life, but you've never really asked him to forgive your sins and come and live aside. You need to do that. If you don't do that, you have no way to take care of your sin. No church can take care of your sin. No pastor can say to you, your sins are forgiven. Only Jesus. He came to remove our sins. Right in the scripture today. You can never be good enough. And I want to give you a chance to do that. Now, some of you are backslidden. You're so far from God. You need to come back home today. Because the enemy will take you farther than you ever imagined unless you come back. Now, I know some of you are heard from God, but you're also hearing from Satan. Well, another day. No, today's the day. And those of you that are backslidden, well, God won't take me back. I want to come back. But, and that's Satan lying to you that God won't forgive you. He will forgive you. That's our God. So I'm going to ask you in a moment, with all our heads bowed, if you want to pray a prayer, I'll lead you in it. You're going to pray it privately. If you pray that prayer, God will forgive you of your sins, and you'll never see them again. They're gone. And you'll have freedom and forgiveness. You'll be born again, and you're on your way to heaven. If you backslidden, you can restart and get right back on the road and follow him. Don't wait for a neighbor. Don't wait for somebody else. You decide in your heart. You've already heard God speak this morning. Not me. You've heard God. That's what you want. And you have to be bold enough to stand for it. There is a war that's waging on for the hearts of our young people. Pastor Mark warned us of the dangers of pornography today. It's one of the weapons that Satan will use to pull us away from God. If you're struggling in this area or know of someone that is, Pastor Mark encouraged you to call the church to get help. Pornography is called the new drug. It's not meant to be taken lightly. There is help for anyone that's struggling. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 6115. And the title of this message is How to Keep Jesus on the Road of Life. Again, today's message number is 6115. And the title of this message is How to Keep Jesus on the Road of Life. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we continue through the series Know That You Know. God doesn't leave us alone to fight the battles that Satan throws at us. He gives us tools to fight these battles. His word provides protection and freedom from Satan's schemes. Don't think you must do this alone. God is there, and other Christians are there to help lift you up. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of 1 John. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Let us hear your lessons for this.